step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. And welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Pym. And what I like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have conversations about sex and sexuality. Today, I'm very excited to have repeat guest. I just love this person so much. And we just have lovely, lovely conversations. So, of course, I'm having them back. Please welcome to the mic, little little BB sex worker, Ginger Snap. <laughs> Oh, hello, hello. How are you? <laughs> Good. The introduction just sends me into fits of giggles. We little baby. We little baby. It it uh, it reminds me of uh, one of the podcasts I did with you under a different name for the uh, CGL, yeah. DDLG kind of stuff. <laughs> totally. You know what? Actually, tomorrow I am I'm teaching a workshop on uh role-playing the archetypes so i'm gonna do actually quite a large section on cgl uh caregiver caregiver little for folks who don't know the abbreviation the abreve (laughs) um but yeah i was thinking about you a lot actually yeah yeah nice oh awesome it's it's a big component of a lot of my uh blossoming dynamics now so yeah you know what me too like i know i think not to derail and talk about CGL a lot, but um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I that's when I know it's in that that lovely, warm, comfortable place, mm. like a dynamic with somebody when I go there, when yeah. I, you know, am tapping into my little space more and more, or just yeah. like, you know, just that's how I know that it's, oh, we're at this like comfortable place in a relationship where I feel safe to um to be in that headspace with somebody yeah it's like a big uh sign of trust I think huge yeah and I mean who knows if that's for everybody probably yeah um you know probably not some people can probably tap into it a bit easier but for me that's exactly what it is I'm like okay that's a a really a big green light And it's not even like a conscious decision of like, I'm going to try out my little space with this person because I feel like I can trust them. It just happens. And then I'm like, oh, mm. that's great. Like what your body like informs you of. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh, I feel safe with this person. And you realize that like intellectually after, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Subconsciously, I guess. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, but, I love it. <laughs> so yes. for so for today, why we said little BB, little BB sex worker, is mm. because you have you've done 
different types of sex work. We had you on last time yeah. talking about camming mostly, I think we talked about, right? Yep. Mostly yep, camming. Totally. And then now yeah. you are, you are, you have just started to do in-person sex work. Um, I'm still doing just online. So I'm still doing okay. online. I'm doing only fans. Yeah. And I've been approached a lot about in-person sex work. Um, I still in this climate, I guess I'm just like really wary. Yes. Um, it would be a hard time to start in-person sex work. Yeah. Yeah. Like I definitely have contemplated working for like an escorting, uh, agency, Mm -hmm. Uh, just to have like a little bit like instead of going off and doing it completely on my own kind of having a little bit of a team behind me that can guide me and kind of be there if shit hits the fan (laughs) yeah and just have Um, like the setup there like mm -hmm. they'll advertise for you they'll do admin for you yeah it can be advantageous in a lot of ways to start with an agency and then you know maybe either stay if you like it or move on to independent later yeah and I, and I do uh, know a lot of people who are doing in-person work now and me too uh, yeah. yeah and I surround myself with them and you know I'm comfortable being in their presence I guess this is where I'm still a baby sex worker that's actually one of the only sex works that I've been really interested in but haven't tapped into is mm-hmm. escorting mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah. So, so only done... fan only fans is new though you were saying. Yes. Okay. Very so new. Do you want to start there? Do you want to talk about that? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> because I know that's I mean, hot topic. People yeah. you know, pandemic, a lot of people were creating OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Um, is that was that a drive for you or was it something else for you? Yeah, like, I mean, I'd, I've seen so many things pop up. Like, I know there's like the many vids kind of route too that a lot of people take. And yeah. um, I just knew more people in my inner circle who were doing OnlyFans and it seemed just accessible to, you know, maybe what I could produce as a content creator. And definitely with the pandemic, like, like I kind of said earlier, just being wary about doing in-person work for me personally. And it's no judgment on those who, uh, you know, are choosing to do it now. Totally. Um, but yeah, I the OnlyFans definitely, I had more of a push to do it <laughs> yeah. um, because of the pandemic. And, you know, I it's kind of funny, though. I have to pick and choose when I can make content. Like even today, the the reason why I reached out to, to do the interview is because my mom is not home. <laughs> Yeah, that's a factor. <laughs> yeah. Who's home for me making porn? Um, and mm. will this disrupt, you know, the household in any way? <laughs> will it influence the content in any way? Like, will I just be able to, you know, yeah. be freer or whatever, or louder or whatever it might be? Yeah, definitely a thing I've encountered. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. It's it's been it's been an interesting ride, like just trying to carve out time now because I she was away uh, for the whole like six months uh, and then has just recently come back during the week and goes away on the weekends. Uh, So, yeah, I kind of have my weekends to try and (laughs) do a little (laughs) extra sex work. (laughs) Just fit it in on the weekends. It's just mm-hmm. a weekend thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. 
totally but that's what's hard about uh sorry about uh starting out is making like a schedule you know and keeping to it yes because it's all you baby you know it's Mm -hmm. you have to be managing your time you have to make sure you're putting out content consistently like all Mm -hmm. of those things you know for being like your own little small business a little entrepreneur starting your business you know you got to create consistency you got to create a brand like all that kind of bullshit kind of stuff but you have to do it totally and 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 it's hard work and it's it's painful too because I don't think people realize that with sex work there's so there's a lot of it that you put out for free there's a lot of work that to just promote yourself, you have to, uh, you know, create this stir, create this uh, activity and conversation around you, right? And to do that, you you are putting out a lot of stuff that uh, just to get attention, right? Just to get people, like I said, talking about you or interacting with you or liking your posts, Uh and I put an insane amount of time into my Twitter yeah, feed. Yeah. Yeah. And I see it. I see it. Like, and I see so many of my sex worker friends who like, yeah. like that's all my Twitter is. And most of Me my too. Instagram too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> sex worker Twitter is where it's at. It's political. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It's sexy. It's everything. Yeah. It's, I, I feel very comfortable sharing myself on that platform. which is amazing because I feel like uh Tumblr was that for me for a bit Mm -hmm. and uh kind of how I started was with Suicide Girls that was (laughs) man when I was a teenager like looking at those Suicide Girls oh Mm -hmm. man that was Mm -hmm. the shit for me that was like the epitome I was both like I want to fuck these women but I also want to be these women like (laughs) and I think that's what um helped me with OnlyFans is having that background Mm -hmm. because I have still a lot of photographer friends that I'm sure uh you know I could reach out to yeah if I could do like a shoot and stuff and I actually had somebody uh who you know I, I don't know personally uh reach out to me on Twitter to do a photo shoot today unfortunately it got canceled (laughs) <laughs> womp 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 but uh really seems like a really cool person uh got references from uh from this person who contacted me and then contacted those references to get good for you. an idea of who this person was yeah and just like negotiated and talked a lot and uh that's like a big tip I would give to any other like baby sex worker just starting out is like talk to other talk to kind of the mama sex workers right. too because this was like, I was able to negotiate with this person because I had I had asked someone first, like, hey, do you happen to know this photographer or know what I should do or know what I should ask uh, before just like diving in yeah. head first, like, uh, especially when you don't know the person. Luckily, like I, like I said, I know a lot of photographers that I could probably contact and uh, lean into, but having somebody contact me it's kind of it was quite flattering <laughs> totally yeah and then some people you know can because it is flattering and it's exciting and it's like ooh, somebody knows me someone wants to work with me that mm. they kind of forget to do all that vetting screening stuff yeah you know and yeah. just kind of go where the attention is so 
Oh, for I I've fallen down that rabbit hole many a times. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, yeah, wasted my time. <laughs> yeah, time wasters are not just clients, people. <laughs> They're also people wanting to shoot with you, like either on the photography for end or like, oh boy, the people that ask to like perform with me, and I'm like, what? Mm. And they have like no just just no sex worker presence no presence whatsoever and they're like oh yeah i'm a i'm a porn star it's like what no you're not <laughs> yeah i i get that on chatterbait all the time people who are like yeah who want to do shows with me and i'm like okay like a cam show yeah 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 and i just I first of all, you have a limit on Chatterbait of how many people you can verify, right, on your okay. account. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I think it's up to five, because um, I guess they have certain regulations on like kind of what can be portrayed in a scene and stuff. Like they even like um, like they're very strict on like toilet play. Mm, I have heard that. Actually, yeah. I know a lot of sites um, don't do like piss yeah. play and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's just like just looking into it and stuff like that is makes a <laughs> world of difference because you need to know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, you don't want to get kicked off a platform suddenly because mm-hmm. of a rule you didn't know, and then and then mm-hmm. you're fucked because you put yeah. in all this time, effort, energy into like you know beefing up this profile and it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've actually been warned a couple times on Chatterbait because I just didn't like it's a long list of like the things that. They have yeah. restrictions on and it's kind of that thing that you know you scroll to the bottom and agree <laughs> yes <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so yeah there's like a couple things where like you can't drink or smoke right you know? yeah right. you can't drink or smoke on camera uh yeah the people in your shot have to be verified i even had once when i was with my roommate and they they were just talking to me they didn't come into the shot or anything but I guess someone Alerted. reported, yeah, that there was, like, somebody who wasn't verified or whatever. Who the fuck is... Get a life, buddy. <laughs> I know. Honestly. <laughs> Oy. Is that a new thing that has been happening? Because I, I, now that you're saying this, I kind of remember mm. a couple t- Twitter posts, some discourse surrounding this going on, that you, like, literally can't have anyone that's not verified. Yeah, like, I had to go through the process of verifying my partners. What is the process, if you don't mind? Yeah, for sure. So you need to get uh, a picture of their ID, whether it's, like, any photo ID. Yeah. So, like, a driver's license, passport, and then have them also hold that ID up against their face. Right. So two pictures. You need to, it's, it's interesting for me. I need to type in like chatterbait age verification specifically to get to that, uh, actual page. Okay. And then you, uh, I think it's a uh, first and last name, birth date and, uh, email that you have to upload along with the pictures. Okay. Yeah. And so for me, I actually have verified a lot of people throughout the years because I have did Chatterbait, you know, a few years ago and then I've just come back into it. Right. So because of that five person limit, when I tried to add my partners, they notified me before I went on. Thank goodness that I had too many people. Chatterbait is actually pretty good. Like 
I emailed them right afterwards and said, please just verify these two people that I want. Those are the only two people I want. Yeah, so you can now. take people off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and five. they got back to me right away and they were like, yeah, we'll just verify these two people. Oh, that's great. Because, man, yeah. I've I've had to... I've had trouble with like, you know, Twitter, people creating false profiles of me and then I have to verify, you know, so I have to send in my ID and blah, blah, blah. And it takes them. I had one profile that was like they had 3K followers. I'm like, this person is taking away business from me. This person is potentially smearing my name. Who knows like what they're doing? They're probably just stealing money from people. And, you know, it's my picture on there. So but it took like three weeks and no response from any actual person like it was just like yeah we'll add it to the file we'll add it to the report like an automated email getting back it was so frustrating I'm Ugh. I'm so like this was just yesterday I think it finally came down and I was like thank god because I thought literally these emails these like forms and verification stuff I was sending in like was just going to nobody because it's mm. just the customer there's no customer service it's it's bad so I'm glad yeah, to hear that's... that that somewhere else you actually get an email <laughs> back in a reasonable time. That's like, wow, blows my mind. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. even like the, I think like one of my partners like just set up a new, uh, like their own chatterbait. Yeah. And it they got back to them in like two hours of like, yeah, oh. you're, you're verified. Like, my there you go. My God. And we were joking. We're like, okay, let's just start fucking like (laughs) roll the camera. Let's go. We got the email, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. What is the difference then you're finding with, because you've been doing like camming, you've been doing chatterbait off and on for quite a while. So like Mm -hmm. making the move to OnlyFans, like what's different about it? Is there new stuff that you kind of have to adjust to? Yeah, it's a lot more work. Yeah, is it? <laughs> I just, it it feels to me like almost, um, you know, when I go to masturbate, I feel like I have to be filming it. Like yes. I, if any second that I'm like naked or wearing something cool or doing fun makeup, I'm like, okay, I should do like a self-shoot. So at least I have some content to put up on OnlyFans because the people that I know who are doing it, they're posting every day. And content that's how they're every day. Every day. Like yeah. a photo shoot every day mm-hmm. or a video every day. Or a video. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That is a lot. Yeah. And I was doing it three days a week. I was thinking, oh, yeah, this is this is fine. I'll post a video on Friday, a solo set on Sunday, and then a group set on Wednesdays. Yeah. That was like my That seems right? like a great amount. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> really? It's just, it, it, it's also like very saturated now, I think, because of the pandemic. Like, I think we're just hearing now and now. Especially again, at the I entry think, level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like if you don't, if you don't already have a huge following, it's, it's tricky. I'm lucky that I love it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. like there at times, sure, it's like, it's tiring. It can be exhausting, which, you know, any job is, it has its hardships. It has its, you know, annoyances. For sure. Um, but I but I really do enjoy it. Like I I started right at right when I could, um, I think at nineteen, like right when I was like legally allowed to, or I guess eighteen, whatever it was. Yeah. Um and I've just like I've loved it ever since. I I think I have a lot to learn in terms of like modeling and angles and facial expressions and stuff like that. But I think that's the cool part of it. That kind of it challenges me. 
um yeah it's cool and i think there's a lot of appeal of like the content that is quote-unquote like homemade content you know like that (laughs) Like, I have experiences just through Twitter, for instance, that, like, my, like, a selfie will get, like, ten times the amount of engagement than a professionally shot picture. Mm. And I'm just like, Jesus! Like, because people just like that relatable quality to it, you know what I mean? Rather than, like, just this, I guess, this kind of perfect-looking cold bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. And, and that's why I like interacting with people on Twitter. Like I really try. And, I like that too. Yeah. I li- try and like every comment. And yeah. if, if people comment something that catches my attention, I try to reply back. Yeah. 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 Not that you have cause... to reply to every little thing that people write to you, but no. you know, once in a while, it's nice to just show that you're, mm-hmm. you know, interacting with people, especially the yeah. ones that are like RTing your stuff or they've bought content from you in the past or whatever or they engage with you on a regular basis you want to make sure that you are engaging back with those people and that's where i'll 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 actually direct people to my only fans because there if people want to like let's say get into like a sexy conversation i actually charge exactly for uh sexy conversations or uh custom photo sets custom videos um and i really enjoy doing that i did a custom set for (laughs) I did this like four photo set really random of me wearing my sister's panties. Nice. <laughs> and that was like the caption, like me wearing my sister's panties and like taking them off. <laughs> nice. And this guy was like, uh, you know, I want a, a custom set of you going through your sister's panties and putting them on. Mm-hmm. So I did this whole custom set of me in these different panties and it was great. It was so much fun. And like, I actually did it when my mom was home so it was like kind of terrifying because I was like at the door like making sure she wouldn't like barge in I love that (laughs) I love customs too I think that's one of my Mm. favorite things to do are customs I've got one to shoot later on um today from somebody that is sent me an adorable email that's like okay I just like basically told you my life's secrets Mm. (laughs) you know so you can make the video like not uh, unprovoked but they're like by the way also I really just like this and this and this and they're like and now I'm so embarrassed okay here you know (laughs) it's very (laughs) funny they're like anyways I hope that was like overstepping I'm like no I was like asking for details you know like you know what do you want in the video right but it's just funny. Mm. He's like, okay, and now super mortified that I've now told that to another person. <laughs> right. But like, it's, it's sweet uh, that they're... It's cute. Yeah, it's cute. And, you know, that's the thing. Like, if you can still come at it from a level of respect, but yes. be able to play out your fantasies, like, that's such a great combination. Oh, and yeah. The best like, clients can... Yes. Un- the best clients understand that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think too, like you were saying, um, you were asking questions and that's a big thing for baby sex workers. Like make sure you're asking all the right questions, you know, like ask it to the mommy sex workers, ask it to the, the people who were, uh, reaching out to you, but also question yourself. Like, am mm-hmm. I charging enough? Am <gasps> I, Yes. Mm, that's a big one. I did. So I have a story for you. Yes, please tell. I did a, uh, Chatterbait show with two of my partners, sexy as hell. Just, oh my gosh, it was it was 
beautiful. If people must know, one penis haver, one vagina haver. If people must know. If people must know. <laughs> and they must. <laughs> it's a good visual. <laughs> and of course, we have some strap-ons and other fun, vibrating toys, right? But of course. But of course. <laughs> and I've done a couple of solo shows, and I must say, like, it, it really is a grind when you're like starting out and you don't have a huge following and you don't have a set schedule. Yeah. Um, I get maybe like, I'll be, I'll be completely honest. I probably get maybe like 20 or 30 people in my chat room, which yeah. is, is pretty low. <laughs> I don't, I don't know camming at all. So to me, I yeah. was like, that's a great amount. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's good for me because it's intimate and I, I find the people who are in there want to want to talk and interact and, it's nice but I was with my two partners and here's something that I learned on my bio I have it because I've been doing solo shows I have it that I'm under a female so when people Mm -hmm. specifically are looking for solo shows looking for just females who can do like one-on-one usually like private shows or cam to cams and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but also the couples get like a lot of attention when you're under Mm. couple status Mm. so we're doing our show for about an hour and again we only have like 20 or 30 people in the chat room and I'm thinking yeah this is you know pretty normal for me whatever blah 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 and we're doing pretty good actually making a couple of tips did a private show talking to the people and a couple of them were nice enough to mention hey I see that you're under female Mm. no wonder you have so little people in your room you should be under couple change it to couple nice and we're like what thanks okay thanks for the tip yeah thanks for the tip and people sometimes don't you know aren't aren't that nice but uh i was really grateful that this person reached out and let us know because yeah. as soon as we changed it we went from 30 to 100 to a thousand two thousand three thousand dude we had six thousand we, we were on the front page yeah. You went viral. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. It was my viral moment. I feel like I I I made it in a little way as a camera. <laughs> Level up. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, now I just want to cam with them all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you after that? You like you right? you fucking cracked the code. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and this is where I also learned that we undercharged. We oh, totally yeah. like I was doing our goals based on like what I've done in solo shows. Yeah, but for the no, three of us, you can charge. Yeah, yeah right, right, so right. So much more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had those moments for sure where I, you know, I, I kind of just re- reassess what I'm charging and I'm like, oh no, mm-hmm. this thing is a lot easier for me to produce. You know, this thing feels a little labor- more laborious at this price, so I'll boost it a bit. And then suddenly I feel great about doing it at this new price. You know, it's like, and then the thing is, yeah, like you were saying, there were times I realized I could charge more for things, that there was more of a demand for things. Like if people are knocking yeah. down your door to get the thing, you're like, like, raise your prices. <laughs> yeah, I had another really nice fella uh, tell me that for my private shows, I could charge more. Nice. And I was like, oh, okay, you know what, I will. And a couple people would try to, you know, negotiate lowering it. And I would stand my ground and wait yeah. for the person who is willing to to pay the amount and they would come along you know so you know what for me I think how I figure out what a good price is 
is mm. if you have a couple people complaining it's too expensive, then it's just about right. I'm not kidding. No, I'm not kidding. That's so true. Oh, like just a couple, not that. tons and tons of people complaining it that it's true. expensive, but just a couple. And then it you got true. it. You got a baby. Yeah. When I was stripping. Yeah. I'd have people. So it's, it's, it's probably no secret that at strip clubs, there are strippers who offer extras. Sure. Uh, which is not supposed to be known, but it's like underground, like trade secret, <laughs> you know, like yeah. everyone kind of knows, but they turn a blind eye, but they know. Yeah. And so I would get asked a lot uh, as a stripper for extras. Uh, personally, I just didn't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they would ask if they could fuck me, I'd say, yeah, a grand. You can fuck me for a grand. Yeah. For a and, grand, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they were like, oh, that's too much. And I was like, okay, well, okay fine. good luck we'll with somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. I literally have nothing invested in this. It's fine. Like, I'm be- I'd am be happy to do it for a grand, mm-hmm. but for under that, I really, you know, don't care to. So I, I literally mm-hmm. am neutral about you saying, no, that's too expensive. And that's the best yeah. th- place to be in, I think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If, if totally. you can afford to not take that gig, whatever gig it happens to be, you know? For sure. And I think that's why people are hesitant about sex work, because there is kind of that, that kind of vision that we see of this very desperate person who, you know, really needs the money. And this is their only out. And I just, my heart breaks thinking of those situations. Yeah, because there Um, for sure are sex workers in those situations, unfortunately. mm -hmm. Um, But Mm -hmm. they're all a lot of people who can pick and choose as well so yeah um, and I'm part of that so I feel very lucky yeah me too yeah I do yeah I am at the point where I can refuse work um but also I have a lot of privileges like I've got a partner that contributes to our mortgage for instance Mm. um you know and then all the other just kind of built-in things like I am white I am cis I Mm. am like thin you know, all, mm-hmm. of, all of those things that mm-hmm. give me an edge. And then, you know, my sex work of choice is like at the top of the hierarchy as well. Right. That yep. has a lot of inherent privilege, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm very lucky, but also lucky, but privileged, you know, to get yeah, those, totally. those And it's things. like, yeah, you recognize that, which is what's important, so... Yeah, I want to yeah. say I want to like say that as much as possible. I'm like, oh no, I know I have it good, and I'm really just trying to uplift people who don't, and provide support and resources for people who don't. Yeah, who need it for who sure. Need, yeah, for sure. Like, get, yeah. like RT. Like, at one point when I started my Twitter, um, and this is a person that's had a podcast that is like really used to amplifying voices. When I started mm-hmm. my sex worker Twitter, I was like, oh no, it's really important that I'm creating all the content for my Twitter feed. Seeing like RTing as lazy, as people that like, you know, don't know how to create content or don't want to or, or whatever. I, I just saw it as lazy to retweet other sex workers and then I was Mm. like oh my god no that is not that is so backwards to think that first of all um 
showing your support for other sex workers, especially for people who don't have the engagement that you have, you know, or for whatever mm. reason, or at different uh, le- levels of like the economy or the hierarchy, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's really, really important to lift each other up. And um, it for sure does not take anything away from my Twitter feed. Right. You know, to retweet yeah. people like people can block retweets if they want to like that's the setting you can follow somebody and just take off the retweets if you really don't like it but like also fuck you you should be seeing all these lovely sex workers that are my friends too yeah and like that's that i feel like that's how i've been gaining a lot of my following is because i'm really lucky to have sex worker friends who do retweet my stuff and who have a bigger following than me yeah um so we'll do like sets together and then their followers will see me in that set and you know click the click the link and there we go follow you yeah yeah exactly and I must say too I feel like what happened recently in the pandemic with the strip clubs uh closing down really showed how like horophobic the our culture still is which is really unfortunate it's so sad to see how people react to like not reacting to a restaurant that had you know 50 person outbreak but reacting so so mm-hmm. negatively to a strip club having an outbreak there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, they, they think, I think too, from my perspective, I feel like I was seeing a lot of people blame the strippers, yes. blame the sex workers. Rather than the people going in there. Rather not than being the, safe. Who are, oh my gosh. They're the ones that are the most unsafe. Like, and, and I've heard from a lot of my sex worker friends that ever since the pandemic started, clients have been a lot more aggressive. They've been a lot more desperate because oh it's almost this like we're all in this like state of unknown. And not that this is an excuse, but it is amplifying that like desperation and and fear in these clients who then just assert themselves in a really, really negative way. Oh boy. Um, yeah. And it's just... It's heartbreaking. Um, it's that's why for me, I'm lucky that I can do online and I feel safe doing online right now. But I, like we've kind of reiterated throughout, you know, it's not everybody's uh, situation. Luck. Yeah, situation. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. I have a friend who, uh, who you know does uh works at a like spa like massage Mm -hmm. uh happy ending kind of place yeah 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 and they don't know if it's gonna close down or like what's gonna happen right so it's just yeah scary place to be in when that's your only income you know yeah yeah Support for the Bedpost podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And big news, Manscaped has just launched in Canada. So for those listeners right here in Canada, you can be one of the first Canadians to experience their life-changing products. I have to tell you, I received a bunch of products from Manscaped in the mail, and I absolutely love their trimmer. They have this new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, which is my favorite trimmer I have ever 
owned. I use it on my junk. I <laughs> use it on my armpits. I use it on my eyebrows. Um, and I have to tell you, like, I have to keep things, you know, very well groomed because I um, shoot porn. And the last thing I want when I'm trying to take a video of my pussy is <laughs> like a little, a little nick or a cut from my shaving equipment. So this has been honestly a really positive upgrade in my grooming for porn. The Lawnmower 3.0 features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes, so you can take as long as you want to get over all of the nooks and crannies. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. And one of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming experience. So if you are listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience Manscaped for the first time. And you can do that at manscaped.com. You can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code bedpost. That's B-E-D-P-O-S-T at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at comeasyouare.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Another thing that I just wanted to loop back to when you were mm-hmm. saying like raising your rate, stuff like that. And then also mm-hmm. directing people to paid services rather than giving a lot of it for free. Yeah. Um, that was something that I learned when I was like a new online sex worker mm-hmm. is like to cap the emails. If they're going to buy something, you should be able to email back and forth a couple times and get all the information you need, get the screening, get the payment and get the information for you to create, you know, the product if it's a custom, for instance. Um, Mm -hmm. My main things that I learned as a baby sex worker, like 
and I'm talking about from like switching from doing in person for a couple of years to then taking it online was like basically to like turn off all my DMs um, and direct <laughs> everything through my email and anybody that wanted to even DM casually like there were people that for instance I had sessioned with I had like a Skype session with somebody they found me through Instagram. So then once a day, they message once or twice a day, they would message me through Instagram, either sharing something with me, or talking to me trying to start a conversation. And I was like, you can, I thought that I had to continue engaging with them in that way. Mm. Even though that was a violation of my boundaries. Like I'm not, I'm, you paid me for a service, we did the service, you know, Um, Mm. If you want another service, which is texting me casually, you can go to my night flirt, you know, Mm. where at least make a little bit off of it. And but also I'm not getting notifications out the Wahoo. Like I get eight notifications that you're in my DMs suddenly. So Mm. I'm curious if like you had to learn anything as far as that goes. Um, Yeah. Where you were doing free work like that. And then you're like, oh, fuck, I need to shut this down and change yeah. my whole thing here yeah I had um a post recently and just to give a little backstory I, throughout the quarantine like my mental health definitely and I feel like a lot of people can relate Ugh. to this it oh. just oh took are... such a dive yes mm-hmm. <laughs> I right? had to can- yeah I had to cancel a podcast with you <laughs> like a couple right. days ago due to mental yeah. health reasons so exactly so yes. you know the drill exactly yeah and for some reason I just got obsessed with answering dms from people that i knew were not worth my time at all or it wasn't leading towards a purchase of some sort (laughs) exactly exactly you can i i hate to say it but the haze the haze like when it's just a hey i don't uh, hi yeah like it like maybe like something like along the lines of like i'm really interested in blah 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 or like, I don't know, something something more than just, I don't know, I don't know. But yeah. anyway, I digress. So <laughs> recently I get this message from someone saying I'll pay like 200 for a custom set. I'm going, okay. Great. And so we message back and forth and he ends up sending – with out of nowhere, like really no context, sends me a dick pic. Mm. And I'm like, dude, I didn't ask for this. Like, I'm trying to be just really patient. Cause in my head, I'm thinking, like, maybe if I can just let this guy know, like, how or why or what he did was wrong. Yeah. Like, kind of put in perspective a little bit. Cause I'll say, like, you have essentially just sexually assaulted me through technology. Like it's, I haven't asked for this, you know, like it's, it's, it's really not okay. It's so unsolicited. It's so like, it, it's, it's like, it takes you into this like vulnerable state of like, wow, like I have like no control. Like this person can just like take advantage of me through my phone. Like it's kind of fucked up. And I thought that, you know, if I could explain that I could keep this person and still hopefully try and make um, a, a sale out of, yeah. or a client out of this yeah. lo and behold a couple texts later another dick pic 
and it's like okay I just got to block this person like I just yeah and I made a post on Twitter I had a very lovely follower uh comment of um just saying that they were thinking of me and cared because I said um with my bipolar I uh, so I'm bipolar. <laughs> um, with my bipolar, I have um, a tendency to do a lot of shopping mm-hmm. when yeah. I'm in my like manic state, which is common for a lot of people. They, if you're in a manic state, you will do like extravagant trips or things that you can't afford. Like it just you're feeling on a high, you feel really good, so you just kind of throw Surge. finances out the window. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, I do get worried about finances a little bit. And that's where, you know, I felt a little bit of that desperation that I'm sure is amplified for many other people. But for me, I just got that ting of it where I was like, oh, like, maybe I could turn this around, maybe. But no, you know, once a dick, always a dick. Once a dick pick, always a dick pick. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's it's but, tough to gauge as well. Like, mm-hmm. I I hope that many people don't have to experience some sort of virtual violation, you know, mm-hmm. to learn. Um, and certainly, I hope that people don't have to uh, do ha- have that happen multiple times for them to change. But I know, I know it does for sure happen from my own experience. I know it does happen. I often mm-hmm. make the same mistakes. Um, a few times like with this yeah. with sex work with virtual sex work or i think this person's different and it's like no fucking hell this this is the same thing that just happened last time <laughs> yeah just block the person yeah. you know like yeah and that's like a, a great uh tip for baby sex workers like to just be really aware of like your gut like your yes your intuition around situations and don't falter like it's an it's an industry where it's like it can be it can be really rough and tough and like a good grind at the beginning but um if you enjoy it and you love it and you can make you know even a little bit of money off of it and have a good time Mm -hmm. like power to you and I think the more you push away those people that are time wasters and don't see your value or your worth uh focus on those people who really are going to value you and are going are you know are going to pay you for your time like oh i had this this guy contact me for a uh, massage with a happy ending mm-hmm. and for me my initial meetups with people would be 300 and then with what he was asking me like a specific outfit and a happy ending i was tacking on another 200 so that was my personally for me everyone's probably different in terms of you know what they would charge but that was what I was negotiating with him mm-hmm. he uh found another business of mine where uh it's not related to sex work at all yeah. and he found what those prices were and said okay so uh I like essentially stalked you found out your other prices for your other business and i'm actually going to charge you 140 now and i was like no "No, bro this isn't what you were asking for like 
way more more of my time, energy, and vulnerability than than this what other I yeah. This other service is a completely different service, and those prices are what I feel comfortable for though that service because it's a certain amount of my time and energy. Yeah, of course. Um, it's an energy exchange, and uh, it's mind-boggling that people don't recognize that still. Yeah, yeah. How much, just what we bring to our work, and again, can, difference mm. from provider to provider for sure, yeah. but um, it can be very emotionally laborious. Um, like, at time, like even virtual stuff, even, you know, things oh, that, sure. you know, you wouldn't necessarily think um, would be difficult. So it's, it's like, we have to charge what we feel comfortable charging, mm-hmm. you know, as far as yeah. that goes, the labor involved for us, whatever the meaning of that word means, you know? Yeah. 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 And it's, it's hard with online now because gosh, it, it almost like can be hard to find the humanity a little yeah. bit. Like when you're not face to face with someone, it's like, and hey, you know, people still forget that we're humans even when we are face to face because we're yeah. fucking sex workers. So, yeah. <sighs> but uh, yeah, with online, it's like they totally forget that you're. Yeah, human. It's that extra separation of being yeah. b- behind your phone or behind your computer. It's like, yeah, very easy to, for- to forget that there's a human being on the other end of this phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there's, I mean, I feel like even people in like retail and restaurant too, like, you know, they just get stepped over. (laughs) Oh, service industry. We're in the service industry. Yeah. Yeah. This is common amongst the service industry as a Mm -hmm. whole. Yeah. Like those Mm -hmm. poor fucking, you know, servers, bartenders who are working like the grocery store workers, all all essential services that are working right now. Like, can you imagine how much emotional labor going into work during a pandemic is oh yeah well yeah I I um I kind of timed it perfectly for me to get a day job after uh CERB was up yeah so I'm working retail and I've worked retail my entire life I love it but it's very very strange working in this climate yeah uh especially at my store we have to ID people and so they contact actually, tracing. Yeah. Yeah. We have to be able to for for uh for age verification. We have to be able to know that they're over nineteen. And so they need to have a photo ID and they need to be able to take down their masks for us to ID to them. See their face. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's, yeah, so it's like and we were trying to do all the IDs outside, but now it's starting to get colder and, you know, people are complaining and people are just, everyone has their knickers in a bunch. It's <laughs> totally, yeah. Even yeah. before you were talking about like, you sense the desperation from clients, like mm-hmm. even online, I'm feeling that too. Like I have people yeah. that are like, I have this half hour where like, for instance, my mom isn't home. You know what I mean? I have this half yeah. hour coming up. Are you available in an hour? Blah, 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 blah. Just checking that if you're available in a half hour, I can do it. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> I know, I know it is. I know it must be hard to not have any privacy and it must be hard to not have access to physical touch. 
Um, but it is just as hard for me to have to be on the fly, you know, for, for you, because I'm experiencing Mm -hmm. the same things on my end, you know what I mean? So it can be, it just makes it all that more difficult, like both on the provider side and the client side, right. To not have access to each other, like we're used to. Exactly. And I, I will just, uh, like to say to anybody out there who wants to support, up and coming sex workers for the work that they, the time and the effort that they put into it, please recognize that, you know, you go to a job where you are most likely, I'm just, you know, guessing from most of the people that I think are my clients, they have a nine to five Monday to Friday job. Right. And you're, and you're guaranteed to pay, right. You get a salary for sex work. It's all based on like, advertising to people who like us and getting those people who like us to pay us we're not getting a set salary from anybody else other than the people we attract i had a hilarious story of when i was stripping i go up to these guys really sly and sexy you know start talking to them (laughs) talking up a storm you know working my charm and one of them has the audacity to ask me how do you make money here? And I go, you, you're how I make money. What? What a question. What does that mean? What? I know. You are like, literally a client. What? Yeah. <laughs> if, it's, if you don't know what's coming from you, what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, like, I think people think that we get paid at least where I worked, where I was not paid by the strip club. I paid the strip club to work there. Yes. And then what I made, I got to take home. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah. You have to pay to work. You realize that, people? Yeah. And you think about it, like, there there are times that I put in work and don't get paid. <laughs> or you pay. Or you pay, hey guys. I'm putting out some pretty cool stuff. Like, check it out. Erin follows me. She knows what's up. <laughs> I know what's up. I do. I know what's up. Um, yeah. And, like, it, it to a lesser extent, like, this is may, perhaps people might understand it better if we you put it this way. Like, so mm. in, the, in the restaurant industry, if you're a server, if you're a waiter, mm. you owe a certain uh, percentage of your tips to, like, the house. Mm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that could either mean, depending on the restaurant, that could mean um, a certain percentage of your tips goes to the kitchen, goes to managerial staff, goes to like a bartending staff, right? So that's mm-hmm. usually like what is standard is like 5% of your tips go to not you. So right. if people are, customers are only tipping 5%, you are yeah. not getting a tip as a server. Yeah. If they tip yeah. nothing, if they're tipping nothing, you, the server is paying out to those people still, even though you didn't tip. Yeah. So the person, they're making um, server wage, which, you know, is like, what is it, like eight bucks now? It's not minimum wage. And if you don't tip your server, they are paying, like, not only are they not making minimum wage, but now they are paying to have served you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh man. 
that's that's a good way of putting it exactly and during a pandemic and it might be a pandemic and then it's like you are the spawn Mm -hmm. of satan if you are not tipping at least 20 percent bare minimum bare 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 minimum 20 percent and that's the same with online sex work right like any any stream you're going through at least the streams that i'm using like chatterbait takes a percentage only fans takes a percentage right night flirt takes a pretty big percentage Mm, there you go yeah 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 exactly so it's like this is where too it's kind of like yeah teaching a little bit of like baby sex workers what to look out for but also like the clients too kind of like trying to spoon feed it yes yeah (laughs) even like advertising sites like yeah twitter is free to be on even though you're putting Mm. lots of unpaid hours into keeping maintaining your twitter feed but like a lot of people advertise on leo list for instance that is expensive as hell to advertise on leo list right right it's just like hidden costs you know they all add up Mm -hmm. if you've got to be on multiple platforms advertising then Mm -hmm. your your baseline is you're in the hole quite a bit yeah yeah like i have a snapchat now but i charge for it yeah so yeah just trying to trying to find little ways to again be entrepreneurial and ask other people kind of like what works for them too right like that's that's the hugest takeaway that I've had as a up-and-coming sex worker is surrounding myself with other sex workers that have learned from like their mistakes and I can kind of you know tr- stumble through my mistakes as well but also maybe learn a little bit ahead save of time. yourself a bit yeah yeah <laughs> a bit of mistakes <laughs> from happening hopefully yeah, uh, yeah g- exactly. you, do you call it ginger snapchat because you should you oh can my have that. Gosh. You can have that. Ginger Snapchat. Yes. <laughs> you can have it. It's yours. Nice. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's um, a really good point. Like, surround yourself with other sex workers and like sex workers that do it in all different ways. Mm-hmm. That way you can see kind of the range of what is possible. And there's no one true wayism as far as how to do online sex work so Mm -hmm. you know if you can even just diversify your feed to see how lots of other people are doing it and then you can be like Mm -hmm. oh i like that oh i like that i like that you know what i mean and then you can kind of develop the way that works for you from from doing that yeah you took the words right out of my mouth that was perfect (laughs) Hmm. thank you did you have because we should be um wrapping up soon ish yeah. I, did you have any other things that you wanted to bring up about like, you know, just getting stuff out there as far as people that might be just starting out into this baby sex work yeah. advice? Any, anything I else? definitely would uh, get on Twitter if you're going to do mm-hmm. like the online sex work. Twitter's like we've kind of talked about is a great uh, platform for sex workers as far as I have uh, you know, experienced. Yeah. Um, something that I learned from a fellow sex worker is on uh, Twitter. It can be nice to put two pictures instead of just one because Twitter tends to crop your pictures. Yeah, it crops them weird sometimes. Yeah, like so I like to put a weird thing. Yeah, exactly. Like your neck or something. Yeah, yeah. Or if there's yeah. text in a picture, it always goes towards the text. The text. Yeah. So I've learned, like, because now I'm I'm um, watermarking everything because yes. I've had so much of my shit stolen. But when on the Twitter, when it automatically crops it like that, it always goes to the watermark because it always goes towards any text in any picture. So I'm like, okay, I need the watermark to be like close to my face um, so that it'll crop properly. Or that's a great tip. As you're mentioning, if you put two pictures, 
then it doesn't do mm. that weird crappy thing. It just shows the full picture. And what's nice about the two pictures is sometimes I'll do like a front or back pose Cute. and be like, okay, which do you prefer front or back? And then yeah. it gets people engaging with your post. Oh yeah. Asking a question in your post is a mm-hmm. great tip. Yeah. Really and and tip. big tip that I learned recently on Twitter is that hashtags are now becoming a thing that they are uh, kind of hunkering down on in terms of if you're a sex worker yeah. and you have certain hashtags, they're like flagging your posts. Yeah. Stop hashtagging. Yeah. yeah I, but, I used to as well. And then I've stopped mm-hmm. completely. Yeah. Me too. I just put in keywords, which is uh, mm-hmm. what I've been told can be helpful. Um, so yeah, that's like a little bit of advice there. And then with uh, OnlyFans, I would just have to say that the queuing is like fantastic. If you can get like a couple sets already like in your roster yeah. and just queue them every day at like the same time, so it just like makes your life schedule easier. Po- scheduled posts. Schedule your posts. Yeah. You yeah. Yeah, totally. And then what I do on Twitter is I'll make like a draft of like two pictures from that set that I'm going to post and like write, you know, just a little blurb about what the set is like. I'll post the OnlyFans link and then blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then so you just need to sign in and put post on that thing. Those couple drafts you have there. I'll take like an hour on a Sunday just to like queue up a couple things in in both of my businesses uh, for social media. That's a great idea. Yeah, I always try to, like, for instance, today, later, I'm shooting one custom. I just have one custom to shoot today. So I'm getting Mm -hmm. in, like, a full face just for this 10-minute video. So I, when that is the case, I always make sure that, like, I'm in full face. So, like, let's shoot, you know, and it doesn't have to be, like, this big elaborate photo shoot. But I'm sure to shoot a couple different outfits, um Mm. just for twitter content while i'm in a full face you know what i mean yeah so it's just i'm trying to like double task basically so that tomorrow maybe i don't you know i'm not getting into full face for any reason um Mm. i still have some pictures of me in makeup (laughs) (laughs) to put on my twitter yeah exactly and that's where we're doing the extra work guys we're doing it for you like we know that you like this content and that's where we appreciate the following and the interaction and the subscriptions and the tips it totally makes a world of difference yeah so yeah. where can people tip you subscribe mm. to you follow you all of that mm-hmm. stuff ginger yeah so uh follow me on twitter first and foremost at snap with two p's one two two um <laughs> Uh, that ginger snap one two two always just came generated from suicide girl so it's been my name ever since (laughs) (laughs) amazing uh yeah follow me there you'll find my only fans there um i'd love some new subscribers who want to like engage and talk um, maybe do some custom sets i'm always itching to uh do some fun things for you guys and interact Um, i've had a really good time on only fans so far so uh, I'd love to interact more there or my Snapchat uh, is an extra $5 tip on OnlyFans and then you get access to my Snapchat which I'll do like masturbations in the morning and behind the scenes of any of my photo sets. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. For me, at the Lady Pim one on Twitter, Pim.lady on Instagram, the Bedpost Podcast on Instagram. You can subscribe to me on Patreon. Uh, you can do monthly subscriptions there. Patreon.com slash the Bedpost Show. 
We are also going to start up our YouTube series, Bedpost Product Reviews. We're going to start that up again with a season two. I've got a bunch of comedians ready to try out some really fun and funny sex toys. So that is the Bedpost Sex Show on YouTube. As always, you can email me anything podcast related at thebedpostsexshow at gmail.com. If it's domination related, you can email me at ladypim at protonmail.com. And last but not least, my good friend Stephanie Copeland does all the original music for this podcast. You can find and follow her at stephcopelandmusic.com. Ginger, this has been lovely. I hope, I think this is a very valuable conversation. I think a lot of people take away a lot from this. So thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for all your time and wisdom and connection. I appreciate it. Same with you. Same with you. And thank you, everyone, who's been watching. We'll see you next time on the Bed Post podcast with another fun and sexy guest talking about sex and sexuality. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.